0: Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast.
1: We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If
0: you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited
1: you're traveling on this back road with us. Hey, welcome back to episode 28 of the Midwest FarmWise podcast, the one where we embrace our current season. How are you? Hello, hello.
0: Good. Um, Did you know that we released our first episode on July 2nd?
1: Hey, that's right up. Yeah, 2019.
0: So by the time that we get to our next episode, right, we will have been technically doing the podcast for a whole year. One whole year. How fun. It's funny because these last few episodes, we always say this, right? Like, oh, we're unprepared, blah, blah, blah. But that's been the reality of life. And so Mm -hmm. that's why we decided to call this one the one where we embrace our current season. Because the season that we're in is kind of crazy.
1: It is. And I feel like so your seasons change, like not like fall, summer, all of those, but the season Mm -hmm. that we're in changes so often. Right. Yep. And it's just... It's exhausting. I'm tired. Very tired. Yeah. want we'll to do a review. Then we'll chat.
0: Yeah, sure. Okay. This is from Riley Wadey. I might've mispronounced your last name, so I apologize. This says just yes, binge worthy podcast. I've listened to a few episodes multiple times and even shared with my favorite farmer who also approves. Thank you. And I appreciate everything you ladies do. Well, thank you for listening, Riley.
1: Thank you, Riley
0: spelled just like Kylie, but with an R.
1: Yep. Kylie and Riley. (laughs) So recap, you guys are done planting. We're done planting. That's great. That's great news.
0: Yeah. We just got done planting on Thursday. So I did the math. I, I went back on John Deere op and looked at the exact date of the like first day the planter dropped into the ground and what should take us let's just say, let's give ourselves a little bit of grace. If we had perfect weather, we could probably plant all of our acres in three weeks. I mean, if we ran nonstop, we could probably do it in two, but let's just say three. It took us 10 weeks in one day.
1: Yeah. We're usually a month, but I don't, I don't even know how long it took us.
0: 10 weeks. It was like April 9th and we ended on June 19th. Yeah. That's like forever.
1: Yeah. I feel like everywhere's weather has not cooperated. No, you know, what's really funny. I'm going to
0: like, I don't, I have no idea who this guy is, but a nice girl shared one of our like done planting posts on a big farm website on Facebook. And, um, some other farmer commented on the picture and said, maybe if you guys would stop taking so many dumb pictures, you would have gotten done planting earlier everything planted in mid June sucks. I literally wanted to, I didn't because I'm not that person. I wanted to comment back to this guy and say who peed in your Cheerios this morning.
1: (sighs) It's like people are so opinionated behind a keyboard
0: absolutely like internet can be the worst thing like do you genuinely think that we spent 10 weeks on planting because we wanted to because that was a choice we had even had or
1: or do you think jordan had a tripod out there taking photos of himself because obviously it was you
0: (laughs) right and like do you think i would have made him stop the planter and get out and take that photo
1: Mm. and no oh that's funny
0: Jordan, I just laugh at stuff like that. It's always interesting on stuff that gets like, if we have a sponsored post or something that finds someone that does not like farming or you and they make comments, Jordan and I got called spoiled little children on one of our videos. And I'm, you just laugh because it's like, okay, you have no idea. Like you have no idea our life or our livelihood, you know, looking from the outside in, maybe that looks one way to you, or maybe you have a bad experience, but like, Whitney and I both, and we know all of you listening, have your own like trials, tribulations, your own bills to pay.
1: Yeah. And we don't don't get that stuff stuff for free.
0: Right. Like I I don't get equipment for free. No, I don't don't get electricity for free. Or, um, I mean, the only thing for free that I get is some sweet t-shirts,
1: but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, me too. Sometimes a hat here and there.
0: Yeah. The guys usually get all the hats.
1: Let's be real. They aren't free. We had to spend $100,000
0: on C to get a free shirt. (laughs) Right. You had to send a few grand on chemical or something to get something for free. And even then I'm the type of person
1: like, so can we throw in a hat? Like I have to ask my dad used to, he
0: he like negotiated all the car deals. Right. And so he'd always want a full tank of gas and a sleeve of hats. (laughs) So he'd come home with these, like a sleeve full of Chevy hats. I'm like, That'd Gary, how many years is it gonna take your bald head to wear those?
1: <laughs> That's funny. Oh. So, what
0: else? I'm just, I'm over here complaining. I just wanted to share that. So, just know that if someone did like offend you online or something like that, like just take it in stride. I never commented back. It's definitely
1: not worth it. Well, you can't comment back because they're never gonna, you're never gonna win. Total so waste I, of time. So, I run a social media page for a, a different farm. And we decided to boost a post that I had done about irrigation, like showing that behind the sprinkler is, you know, getting the moisture, getting a file. the front is dry. Oh my gosh. (laughs) The people commenting on there, it's like herbicide equals death. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wasting the world's water. GMO equals death. It's like, you probably don't even truly know what a GMO is. Not a chance. No. And, and so I would just go and like hide all of those comments because you can't comment back. And oddly enough, one woman's name was Karen. And I just would be like, God dang it, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> I have a friend named Karen and I've never put two and two together, but yeah. Oh, but you just can't Karen. You just can't fight back with those people. They don't know. No. And the people no, that comment in- like that don't know our lifestyles or why we well, do And there's something, there's some underlying
0: thing. Like you just don't know what's going on in their life for them to be hateful toward you for no reason. I do think though online, and we see it more and more now politically and with everything going on in the world today, everyone has an opinion and Facebook seems to be the place to share it. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, deuces, Facebook can't handle you today.
1: I actually saw a post the other day that says you can detoxify your Facebook. It like gives you 10 tips how to like get rid of the negative newsfeed. So I'm going to do it.
0: Yeah. Send that my way for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah. So we, we didn't really know what to talk about, but we both feel like we've went through several seasons in life this past year and that we just, you need to learn to take it head on and embrace it as it comes. Yeah. Um, I think Especially we should with touch COVID on with, and everything. Yeah.
0: And I think most of, you know, this last week, Witt's little boy had an accident and Whitney was like in tragedy mode. Like that's a whole different type of like season that you just experienced in like 24 hours. Um, and we don't have to talk a lot about it, but like, there's just things that put your life back into perspective. And Whitney and I were visiting before we started the podcast, there's some stuff going on in our lives that's like, are, you know, like, why is this happening right now? Or why is this all kind of falling into place at one time? And, and through all the bad things come so many good things. And so you just have to really put it into perspective on what you have control over, um, and like the accident for you, wait, like you didn't have control over that. The only thing you could control was your emotions and, and waiting and praying and and have faith in God. And I think that that plays such a big part in all of our lives.
1: And it was so crazy because it gives me chills to talk about it. But I've I've always felt strongly like I believe in God. I feel like praying works. You know all this. Uh-huh. And when they came in and they're like, I, I just said, I need you to give it to me straight. Like, how bad is this? Right. And he just said, like, he could die. Right. So he and fell. Like,
0: let's just, like, if they people don't know, he fell down from a, like, high, like, ledge. Right.
1: And hit his head. Like, tripped. We could we yeah. were right there. We couldn't catch him. It happened so fast.
0: Total accident. Like, you don't even have to explain right. yourself. There's nothing, like, you don't have to justify it. Like, it was a true
1: accident. Right. And so he cracked his skull in a couple spots and... And all we knew at this small hospital was there was a brain bleed. No idea how severe. Right. You know, so they're like, we're flying you out. This is happening. Everything happened so fast. And I just said, like, I need you to tell it to me straight. I'm going to be on a flight for an hour and I need to know. And he just said he could potentially die. And I just lost my mind. I, right. I just held him so close. And I'm like, you can't die. You can't die. You're not. And I finally, because I, of COVID, I was in there by myself. And I said, you need to let my mom in my mom needs to be in here. And they're like, well, ma'am, she does. I'm like, I don't give a flying. See you next Tuesday. I need my mom. Like you wouldn't let my husband drive here. Let my mom in. So my mom came in and you know, she was super upset because it happened at her house, which again, it was an accident, but I'm like, I just need you to hold him for a second because he wouldn't go to anyone. He didn't really even want her at first. And I went out in the hallway and I was still losing my mind. And all I could think of was Jen Stutzman. She spoke for It's Heart of the Bison. If you guys don't know her, you should totally follow her. And she always speaks words of faith and about God. And and on my Cultivating Courage um, Women in Ag event, she spoke with Jesse Norman and she just said, sometimes you have to ask God to meet you in the middle. You have to ask him to meet you where you're at. You need to give him, you know, give him your full attention. And I went in the hall and all I could think was, I have to go talk to God. I I don't know what else to do. Right. At this point, I, I, don't, I can't keep crying. It's scaring him because he would freak out. So I asked one of the nurses where the chapel was, and I just went in there and I got on my knees on all fours and I just said, I'm meeting you here. Like, I, I know at this time I have, have, I have got to have a faith bigger than my fear. My fear right. is not going to get me anywhere. My fear is going to keep me hysterical, keep rowdy scared. I need my faith. Like, I'm here. I need you to meet me. Please, God. And I made some promises with him and I'm going to try to uphold those. And I went back in the room and my mom said, she was telling my dad later, it was like a light bulb. She said, Whitney left hysterical and she came back and, and as a true mother is like they already had stuck him several times for an IV. They couldn't get it. They blew up two veins. And I'm like, I sat down I said, we need to get this SHIT done. Like I wasn't crying anymore. I wanted stuff to get done. And then the air med team came in. They had blew up another vein, and I said, "Do we have to fly with an IV?" And they're like, "No, we don't." And I said, "We're done. Like we're done here. We're getting on this plane. I need to get somewhere and know what's happening." And my mom said it was just a total light switch. You left, you came back, and you were your demeanor was different. And I said, "I didn't know what else to do. Right. I couldn't you're making be fearful. Me like,
0: you're giving me chills.
1: Ooh. I couldn't be fearful for an hour on that flight, crying the whole time. Crying was going to get me nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't do that the whole flight, and then." He was crying because he was scared. He'd just look up at me with his big old blue eyes and like what are you? Crying about? His head hurt his little head hurt. Like right. he yeah, he needed to be comforted. Yeah. And so, oh, it was like the worst two days of my entire life. I've never experienced something that scary. But also God met me in the middle and when we got there, he was fine. The brain bleed was like it got red, miscommunicated, like everything's gonna heal on its own. We didn't have to do surgery like we thought we were gonna get there. And so by the grace of God and all the prayers everyone gave us, he's fine, yep, thank
0: the good Lord. we sent lots of prayers from Missouri, and we were at my in-law's and we were at my mom's, and then Jordan was at his mom's we were working that day and and we were all just beside ourselves with worry and we are very religious here um we are I would say we have you know fairly strong Catholic faith and um praying is something we do often and I think if you're a farmer, you're faithful. And so something like that is just such a true, it was a true accident. Like, you know, I had all these questions running through my mind, you know, in between our text messages and stuff. And it was like, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter, you know, how long it took to get him to the hospital, or it doesn't really matter how he fell, or it doesn't really matter all these things. What matters is that he comes out of this on the other side,
1: normal. And like, like you said, I, that made me really put some things into perspective. Like Oh, it made me put things into perspective and it wasn't my kid. I mean, when if someone tells you your kid's going to die, all I could think was, how am I going to live with only two kids? Or I don't give a crap what is happening at home. You know, I've had some like little drama things happen since, and it's like, I don't have the time. My my time and energy is going to be put to useful, positive things, to love the people that love me, and the rest just doesn't even matter at all. Right. And so that's, I mean, that is, that threw me into a season of scariness, but also threw me into a season of like checking myself. I know.
0: So sorry, we didn't have to like dovetail off into that. I just know people like knew, knew that Rowdy had been like injured in some way and that you had a big like life, you know, monumental occurrence that happened to you. And I think too, we talk a lot about safety and we talk a lot about being aware of your surroundings. And while your total incident was a true, unbelievable accident, all this stuff we talk about all the time is always an accident. It's no one's fault. And so we just have to be aware that
1: you're everything you it.
0: I never would have thought that would happen. Like everything you do every day, you could walk out of the house and have a heart attack or you could, you could drive down the street and get, be in in a car accident. That's not your fault. Um, so hug your loved ones <laughs> give them lots of loves. I, I tell my kids all the time, Rhett, I love you. He's like, mom, you say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I, when someone says, what does your mom say to you? I want you to say, I love you. But usually they say, I say no, but yep,
1: absolutely, I say, I love you far more than I say no. <laughs> I agree so much. And you know, oh. of Jen, she's she's in a very different season. We I talk to her all the time about parenting. I so look up to her in every aspect. And yeah. she's a mom of five teenagers right now. And she just said, it's so hard. She said, love them while they're little because they love you back so much. And it just, like I had talked to her the week before and then this happened to Rowdy and I'm like, my kids are still so little. Like mm-hmm. I just need to be soaking this up. Who cares about my laundry right now? I can do that in the morning when I'm awake and they're not. So it really just truly altered my life, I think. Right. Yep. And, and it's one of those things that like,
0: when you come out on the other side of it and everything's okay, like you said, you reevaluated, you reassessed your life and like, you are going to do things differently and your mindsets in a way now
1: that it should have been before. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to say, I'm not saying that I'm not going to fall back into my old you know ways, with, but but what is that, right? Like I mean, but sometimes we all just need to be reminded of it, which it's yeah, sad, I agree, it's sad, but yeah, so squeeze your babies, pick up after them. who cares? Someday your house isn't going to have the messes and the dirty floors, and you'll miss it, so embrace Speaking this, of, and then you're in. I need to clean my floors, yeah, so do I, who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> or on the other side of that, play with your kids and let your floors be dirty. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever. Embrace your season. Like I did an interview with Emily and Rob Sharkey and she talked about how it was hard for her. This relates more to farming, that she never really helped on the farm because she had four young kids that she was homeschooling and her season right. was being mom. And so she said, then when my kids grew up, I finally learned to run the combine and do all this stuff. And she's like, I was in a different season so she just, she just reminded me too, like, embrace that season. You are being mom, you're being house, homemaker, whatever you want to call it, help where you can, but don't think that you're failing because you're not doing what someone else is. Your season's yeah. so different.
0: Yeah. Everybody's circum, just like when we, just relating back to someone saying like spoiled little children, like they have no idea how our life works and how hard we work for what we have. And that, that's the same for everyone. Like I will never judge you mm-hmm. for what you have.
1: I agree. I'd
0: rather and be I always, happy for you. Right. I, I try so hard to give people the, but even who anybody who is hateful or comes off in an aggressive way or, or not, you know, not agreeing or something. I just always have to say before I come jump to conclusions, what are you going through in your life that you you feel the need you're to, reacting to me. react in the way that you did. Yeah. And it's the same for me. I often react when I'm like moody or in a bad way, especially to the kids. I react
1: you know, and they say, they say when you, when you react like that, it's something within yourself that's, that's off or bugging you and you're just taking it out on others.
0: For sure. For sure. Like I'm not above everyone else. I'm saying like, we just have to remember myself included. Like when I'm usually grouchy or angry, it has nothing to do with the situation I'm like at coming at. It's probably something else. This, the Enneagram eight, I was looking at ways to like rest or like help yourself, like get through things. And it is, uh, one of mine is to work out and I'm like, okay, duh, no brainer. Like I, I feel like I don't, I'm like unworthy of life if I don't work out every
1: day. Right. But that's, I mean, you love it too, though. You love to sweat. But I think
0: that's why, like, I think I didn't, it's in my personality to do it and to love it. And then when I read it, I'm like, okay, that makes total sense. Or like taking a walk outside. I love going on a walk in the morning. Like it's so funny that I do those things. Like my personality is so true in eight that do you I know how I got off eight on this. Is,
1: I don't even know what mine is. You need to take it. It would probably surprise me, huh? Well, it's just
0: so interesting. Like all you have to do is Pinterest, like your Instagram number. And there's such cool things about yourself that you're like, that is scarily me. I'm totally going to do it after we get off here. Okay, all of you guys take this, take the free Enneagram test, type into Google, free And let us Instagram. know what yours are. <laughs> and maybe it's Enneagram or something, but I always say Enneagram. That's, That's what it spells like. On my last Pioneer video, someone said, oh, your accent's so cute. Do you think I have an
1: accent? No. No, me either. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess I like, like
0: if wait, you're what? If are
1: Texas or somewhere heavy in an accent, maybe we do. Wait, What? Y'all. So I have this quote that I pulled up. I had wrote this like several weeks ago, and then after yeah. the was rowdy, I just feel like every mom of littles or like whatever season you're in that your kids are like needing you. Yeah. It says you will never be this loved again. So on the days when you are feeling stressed out, touched out, and depleted, just remember that you will never be this loved again. One day you'll long for their affection and close touch. So choose a soft voice, choose kind, and above all, choose love.
0: Okay, be right back. I'm going to go ball my eyes out in the <laughs> bathroom.
1: <laughs> but like the part about being like touched out, I feel that sometimes. Like my bubble- I feel that on another level. Like my bubble's invaded, but it's like, dang it. Then you read that. Actually, I don't actually get as, t- as touched out
0: as I do noised out, like sound. There right. will be nights when it is literally like, can everyone be quiet for two seconds? Because I
1: can- not physically handle it anymore. I like feel that way in the vehicle. I like, get so your mouse. I get so overnoised in the vehicle. It drives me nuts. So okay, I'm gonna thing. choose kind and choose love, choose love this week. And I'm gonna choose to just go in the other room
0: for like two seconds. <laughs> take a deep breath. <laughs> um, I wanted to share this. So Reese, I think this is so funny, and you can judge my parenting if you want, and I know you won't. But listeners, whatever, either take this as true advice. So. My Instagram post today was about the farmer's almanac. If you don't know already, like if you're trying to wean your kid of something, we live like by the weaning of nursing and potty training, all that by the farmer's almanac.
1: Also, I have to tell you this. At Dollar General today, I saw one and I bought it just because I saw your post.
0: Well, yeah, but you just the easy part about weaning and stuff is like to Google it because I don't think all of that's in the farmer's almanac. And if you're a farmer and you read the farmer's almanac, 2019 and 2020 was just depressing because it rained all the time in the Midwest. But My point to saying that is Reese has recently been saying poopy, poopy, (laughs) like she'd be say like A, B, C, D, poopy, 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 poopy. And I'm like, Oh, child. And I, I like got onto her and then I ignored it. Like I went through these phases of parenting, like, okay, first I'm going to tell her to stop saying it. And then I'm going to like, ignore it and act like it's no big deal. And like, let her say it. It's never stopped. Okay. She still says it. So the other day I threatened her with vinegar. You know, I've probably, I've tapped her mouth once that didn't make any difference. She did not care. I said, okay, Reese, like you're going to get vinegar. And she's like, okay. And she just tootled onto the closet with me to get vinegar. And we did this with Rhett on something. And Jordan, I can't remember. We think he was hitting and we gave him vinegar when he was hitting. Um, vinegar's horrible. If you don't drink it, like it's not fun. So she takes a sip of it and she's like, "Mm, I like, and then she started screaming and crying and was like, I don't like it. So then, so from now on, she said poopy one more time. And I just had to look at her and she was, or Rhett said poopy that night. And can I say it again, poopy? Um, and I turned around and Reese said with the biggest eyes, I didn't say it, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she hasn't said it since. So as a parenting tip, on top of all this good advice we've offered this episode, vinegar is a home run for us here in the Epperson household.
1: <laughs> we've also done that. And we've also done soap. So this is another little backstory. If you say a naughty word here, which could be as simple as you know, crap, which really is right. a really terrible our, word. But your our little- naughty words are stupid. So that's fine. Like... And so we would, my mom would always put Dawn dish soap on our toothbrush and make us brush our teeth for a few seconds. And oh so my gosh. That's awful. what we do. And so I couldn't find any Dawn dish soap one day. Layton had said something naughty. I can't remember even. I put some, it was like Meyers soap, green apple. And I put it on mm-hmm. there and I and she's like, this is good. I'm like, oh, oh and please. you just burned your butt as a parent. <laughs> like this backfired. So no. flavored soap for that. No kidding. like,
0: don't, that's the worst. When Reese first said, "Mm, I like it. And I'm like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Then it was all downhill from there. So this is Whitney, the Whitney and Kylie parenting show. Yeah. Don't judge us. The Midwest motherhood life. Her breath would smell fresh. Okay. We have one more quick quote to kind of round it up. This is from the episode actually that we thought, but Whitney, I I did really like your quote and I am going to go cry a little bit in the corner. Welcome. I'll send it to you. Okay. Being happy doesn't mean everything is perfect. It means that you've decided to look beyond the imperfections. I think that's so important. Mic drop. Yeah. We're starting to head into summer. Whitney and I were just talking about COVID stuff coming in the fall. If school is going to start up, Brett's supposed to go to preschool and we're just deciding we're not going to worry about it. Nope. It's going to be a new season and we'll embrace it when we get there. Because we're not going to change it. Truth. All right. We're out. That's all we got. Yeah. Later.
1: We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think.
0: You can also find us on Instagram at farm wife guru and at the grateful farm wife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest farm wives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app.
1: We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.